You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 77. As we have a special guest today, Ryan Dermany of the NYPD hockey hockey team. We just uh, played the FDNY at Madison Square Garden, the mecca of hockey, and probably the world's, well, it is the world's most famous arena. And I'm not taking a shot at an Islander fan here. Ryan, it, it's true, but I, I got to start this podcast and ask you, you know, how are you doing? And, uh, you know, uh, how are you doing holding up after a tough Game 7 loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I'm doing good. Uh, pretty good. Sprayed my finger in that fight, but uh, other than that, you know, it's just uh, just some bumps and bruises, but all good. And, you know, I just want to warn the listeners, Ryan is an Islander fan, so if you want to turn it off now, uh, feel free. <laughs> just a warning for you. Um, yeah, so let's get, let's get kind of like right into it. Uh, I imagine you grew up on Long Island being an Islander fan, and I'm very familiar with the youth hockey there. So I kind of want to start with just your journey, you know, as a youth hockey player in Long Island and, you know, where you played and, and you know, some of the teams that or leagues that you, you played in. Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, I kind of bounced around a little. So played in PAL, played for the uh, Long Island Edge, uh, played at Apple Corps for juniors. Uh, I played in Jersey for the Wildcats in juniors. And then uh, halfway through my last year, I went back to Apple Corps and finished up there before I, uh, I joined the NYPD. All right, nice. So, you know, basically, you know, at, at, at Apple Corps playing junior, wait, how? what year were you born? 88. You're in 88. All right, so I actually might have played against you when you were playing at App- Apple Corps. Uh, I played for the Avalanche in Jersey, and I think we yeah. ended up playing. Yep. We, played, we probably yeah. did. We probably crossed paths at some point. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. All right, yeah, so, Okay. You join the NYPD, right? And you're a hockey player. At what point does like you being like, I want to play for the NYPD hockey team, like kind of cross your mind? Like you just get in, are you, you know, ruffling feathers with basically your schedule? Like, how do I get on this team and stuff like that? So can you kind of walk us through like, like how that happens? Yeah. So, so basically uh, a few years before I got on the, on the job, I, uh, I went to the games. 
so I kind of already, once I took the test and kind of knew, all right, this is the career path I'm taking. Um, the, the team was definitely the, the top goal of mine was to make that right out of the academy. So, um, yeah, so basically I was in the police academy. Uh, they had tryouts. They, uh, they came in, they said when the tryouts were going to be. And then, um, yeah, so I, I made the team and then, um, you know, you have to just work around, uh, you know, your schedule and theirs, but, uh, I mean, for 10 years now, the job's been pretty good where, you know, if I have to take off or switch my tour, you know, to play, they, uh, they accommodate pretty easily. Well, that's good because, you know, I, I would imagine that with how big your roster is that it's kind of tough um, to accommodate everybody. Is there, are they a little bit forgiving if like, you know, if you, if your shift really conflicts with something and you really can't take off, is that like the hockey team going to hold that against you or like, like, how does that work with guys? Some guys not, might have in the miss. Yeah. So basically that's why our roster is like 27, 28 guys, because, uh, you know, we might have a game tonight and then, you know, someone's get, you know, gets an arrest or something happens. So, I mean, the team's pretty good with that. So there's, there's no issues with, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, as long as it's not something that, you know, happens all the time, uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. That's just the profession we're in. Yeah. So, and then my next question is, with COVID going on and I know a lot of the police force were, was depleted at first during the crazy pandemic. Did they put the hockey team and stuff on hold or was this something that was kind of ongoing throughout this whole thing? Uh, it was, it was kind of on hold, but it wasn't like we weren't able to play games, but um, we were able to practice. So when we had the opportunity to practice, we would try and do it at least, you know, once a week, once things started, you know, once things kind of start opening up again, I would say like, August, July or August, that's when we kind of started practicing again once a week when we could. And then, um, you know, by, uh, you know, by like uh, April, we kind of really started to be like, all right, you know, let's get back into things because, uh, you know, we kind of heard rumblings this game was going to happen in September. So we wanted to get ready for it. Yeah. So when they announced that game, like how pumped were you that, all right, we're going to be playing at MSG. Uh, we're going to be, you know, playing against the FDNY on ESPN2, you know, a Thursday night game. You know, you know what, you know, were you pumped for that? I mean, I, I would be going bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, so a few years ago, I ended up taking a break from the team for a few years. So okay. um, I went, I came back in 2019 and, uh, you know, I was really pumped just to come back and get back into the swing of things. And then, you know, we were supposed to play that game in uh, April during COVID. And then they canceled it last minute. So I was, I was pretty bummed. Like my wife was like, you know, how you doing? I'm like, ah, it sucks. You know, I, I haven't played on this team in, you know, a few years now, you know, cause of work and I come back, you know, I, I bust my ass to come back. And then, you know, this, this pandemic hits, you know, so when they, uh, when they told us in like June that we were playing at the garden and it's ESPN, I'm like, Oh, like this makes up for, you know, not playing for the last few years and missing that game during the, you know, the pandemic. So, it, it, we're, you know, words can't describe it. You know, you guys, you know, bust my chops about the Islander thing. But, I mean, to play in Madison Square Garden, like, there's <laughs> there's nothing bigger than that, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I, I wanted to mention, too, uh, my father played for the NYPD back in 85 to, I think, 89 or 90. And they used to actually switch back and forth from the Garden to the uh, Nassau Coliseum. They, he went two years at uh, MSG and I think three years at Nassau or maybe two and two. It was either four or five years. So uh, they used to alternate. And then 
Um, or actually, you know what? They didn't alternate. They did two at Madison Square Garden and two at Nassau because uh, they they threw you guys out of there at the Garden for a <laughs> <Yeah>. while. Um, <laughs> but you know what? He, he was telling me, and I don't know if this rule still exists, and I'll, I'll ask you because you got into the fight, but they used to have a mayor's rule where if you got into a fight, you couldn't play in the in the next year's game. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely not a rule anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not that it would have stopped me, but uh, no, definitely not a rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I have another, I have more questions about how, like, this whole, like, swinging, you know, the job and, and balancing the hockey life, too. So with the guys kind of being spread out, I would imagine they don't all live on Long Island or don't all live in, you know, Westchester County and or Rockland or whatever, they're, where they're, wherever they're traveling from. What are, you know, the practices like? Because, you know, do they rotate it? Like one in Long Island, one in, you know, Westchester? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so we, we practice at Beth at Bethpage. So it's usually once oh. a week. And then, um, you know, we got guys that, you know, live in Staten Island, live upstate. You know, there's, there's, I mean, the dedication for this team, you know, the, these guys come, you know, they, they do a midnight, they, they come in the morning, you know, so it's, you know, if these guys really want to play, like we have 27 guys that are truly committed to, to making this thing work. And, you know, like you guys asked me before, like, you know, how is it like playing on this team? Like, you know, this team is, is the biggest sports team in the department. Like, you know, we always kid around, like we're, we're the Yankees, like, you know, and not to like down other teams in the department, but no one's selling out Madison square garden, you know, on a Saturday night, on a Thursday night, you know? So, you know, the 27 guys we do have, like those guys will come from wherever to, you know, to make games, to practice, like, you know, we make it work. Yeah. So, and, and like another thing too, is like, you know, I, I would imagine, you know, obviously a lot of the guys are local, right? I don't, I would imagine you don't get many like guys from around the country coming in for the NYPD. Is it more local guys or is it, or do you have a few, you know, outcasts that maybe moved to New York because it was a dream to work for that department? Or yeah, I would say it's, it's probably more local guys. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you exactly where every single person's from, but I mean, we're not getting people that are coming from, you know, California, you know what I mean? But uh, we definitely, there's definitely a couple of guys that have come from upstate or Pennsylvania, you know, like, yeah. you know, reasonable distance. No. Yeah. That that's awesome. But so, all right. My last question here is now coaching who, like, I don't know if you can name his name, but who, who is your coach? And like, how do you end up getting a job coaching the NYPD? So basically, uh, the coaches we had were players before. So, um, you know, Jerry's the, been the coach now for, got to be 20 years now. So he, he ended up being the captain of the team for 20 years. So, you know, he's been doing this, this was his 40th game, you know? So basically it's just, you know, you play for a few years or, or however many, and then, um, you know, if there's a spot for coaching or if they like you or whatever, you know, they'll kind of move you in and guys will move out and, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of how it works. You know, everyone that's played on this team has ended up coaching this team at some point, you know, some of the guys, so, All right. Andy, feel free to jump in here with any questions that you might have. I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take the, the full spotlight here. So, well, yeah. So, I mean, Ryan, just to kind of tail back to what James asked earlier and you even alluded to it, but, uh, I mean, playing at the garden, you know, during national anthems, uh, considering, especially with this was so close to 
remembrance for for 9-11 i mean just what are the emotions going through you with you know people like you said uh the the team had taken some time off due to covid and you yourself had taken a step away for a few years so now you're back with the team this game is finally happening you're you're you know you're you you and your uh fellow officers are standing on the line and you're hearing the national anthem uh, go up. What are, what emotions are going through you in that moment? Wow. It was just, you know, it was like an un, unreal moment. I, uh, you know, like every, yeah, I hate to say it, but you know, it, you know, nine 11, some cases, it feels like it just happened yesterday. And then sometimes you feel like, wow, it's, it really has been 20 years, you know, so you kind of forget some of the stuff. And then as they're going through it, you're like, wow, like, all right, I remember that. Like, I remember being in eighth grade English class being like, wow, like, what just happened? You know, and you look back and, you know, so that, that was definitely emotional for me. I think the, uh, what was more emotional for me was like the fact that like, you know, Sakos, one of my fellow officers who I work with in highway, he, uh, you know, he passed away a few months ago. So, uh, that, that really hit home when his picture came up on the wall. So that, I, I mean, I almost like started crying for a second because I was like, wow, like this is really like, you know, it's Madison square garden. They're doing nine 11. One of the guys I work with on a daily basis, you know, is not here anymore. They're honoring him. So it, it, it's a lot to go through in one night, you know, and now, now, you know, the puck drops and now it's, it's a full game, you know, this isn't, you know, a men's league game. Like we're coming out hidden, you know, we're fighting, you know, we're, we're making plays battles. So it, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot for one day. And, you know, I would definitely, uh, if I had a chance to do it again, obviously I would, you know, but it's, uh, it's a lot. So. I mean, it's very well said. And to your point, uh, I mean, even just watching at home, obviously, it was awesome that this game was on ESPN, too. But even the commentators, Bucha Gross, Callahan and, and Weeks, they even made a point to say, you know, they've they've all seen a couple of these games. And this game, the pace was excellent right from the get go. You know, guys really had their legs moving and, you know, guys were throwing big hits. And yeah, it was just it was, a, you know, I've seen a couple of these games. And but this one definitely was in terms of just the overall competitive pace was yeah, it was an, it was an awesome and fun game to watch so i can't imagine how much fun you guys had playing it uh so i mean just from your perspective actually you know on the ice and and on the bench uh was that the general feeling did you feel like it was uh, a nail biter the you know the full 60 yeah like they weren't you know i would say out of the gate you know i think we ended up out shooting them like 20 25 to 10 or whatever after that yeah. first you know, so we, we definitely came out of the gate storming. And then, you know, they tied that one late in the first. And, uh, you know, I, that sucked, you know. But I would I would say up until the last, like, seven or eight minutes that, you know, that game was that game was going back and forth, you know. And, you know, you, like I said, you know, you, you don't play together for a couple of years, you know, because of the pandemic. And now, you know, now we're playing a real game here, yeah. you know. So it's a lot. But I if I had to say one thing, I would hope that ESPN saw – the, the positives in that. And, you know, they would take this game on again because, you know, that's the goal. Like I, I even said that to Johnny after the fight, after, you know, when we were shaking hands after, you know, we, we literally just had a fist fight two minutes early and we're <laughs> laughing about it, hugging after the game. And, you know, I, I said to him, I said, oh, man, if that gets to CSPN next year, you know, everyone's buying us a drink, you know, and he started <laughs> laughing. You know? Well, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be because, like I said, the garden was rocking. It really did come through. The crowd was awesome. Uh, and like you said, there was a, a couple of scraps during that game and just some action in front of the net and then and just some great plays. I mean, I forget. Uh, so, you know, at one point, someone did a fake clapper and passed it across the crease and then the goalie got both goalies were excellent. And it, like you said, it was pretty even game. It just it kind of just took 
you know, power plays to, to try to like, to even, you know, turn the tide for either team, but it was such a back and forth and back and forth. So it was great competitive hockey throughout the whole thing. And speaking of competitive action, today's podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Look, week one of the NFL season may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game and receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I, I think we should talk about the fight because, I mean, uh, you know, that was in the dying seconds of, of, uh, of the game, of the third. Uh, how, can you walk us through just how, how, how this went down? Was there anything leading up to this? Was it just, just kind of presented itself in the, in the dying moments of uh, the game? So, yeah, walk us through how just with a sequence of events that led to uh, you dropping the gloves. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I mean, this, this kind of started with the, uh, with the hit because John was the one that threw the hit early in that game. So, I mean, me and him were going back and forth the whole time. So, um, you know, James could tell you, I, I, I kind of play a very, uh, <laughs> a very, uh, I don't know, rough edge when I'm out there. So I like to stir it up when I can. So, I mean, they were, they were coming at me the whole game, you know, we were going back and forth and, you know, so, you know, he gave me a shot at the end of the game. So at that point I just turned to him and he looked at me and he's like, we're going. And I'm like, we're, we're going like, <laughs> yeah, I ain't backing down. And I mean, this is nationally televised. So if anything, let's have a laugh about it after. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, we just kind of looked at each other. And we both knew, you know what, like, you know, this game needed it. And, uh, you know, emotions are high, you know, we're, we're, we both want to win. We both, you know, it's a frustrating factor for me, you know, just because we didn't win and it's been a while and, you know, and, uh, that's basically it. You know, I mean, you guys know, you guys have been in fights in hockey, you know, it's just kind of, you get that look at each other and you know, what's happening next. You yeah, know. it is amazing after like a fight or something or a scrap, you know, you, you know, you kind of just everything calms down, like all that adrenaline you get out of you. And then you, you really are like quick to forgive and forget, you know, the, the, the entirety of the game going back and forth with the other person. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, like, is the especially on a, a day like 9-11 is like the chirping and the, you know, you know, insults being thrown around like how real is that, you know, given the emotion of the game, you know, being so close to 9-11 and what, you know, both departments have been through and, you know, what this, you know, this day means for everybody? Uh, I mean, <laughs> my, the chirping for me is never going to stop, I, I, whether, you know, you know, whether it's a 9-11 game or it's just a or men's league game on a Tuesday night, at, you know, Superior, it's it's the same for me, you know. Um, 
you know, like I said, the nine eleven thing is just, uh, you know, that's that that obviously gets taken into consideration. But you know, we're we're also trying to win a game here, and you know, nothing said out of line. You know, it's it's the typical stuff that would get guys going. You know, but I, I listen. At the end of the day, we we both respect each other. You know, there was there's respect on both sides. Uh, you know, we both want to win, and you know, like I said, once we literally just had a fight, you know, two minutes early and we're hugging at center ice, you know, that, that, that's why hockey is the best sport, you know, out there because there's a respect factor, you know, guys aren't cheap shot and he got, you know, it's just, it's a different game than these other games you see out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not to steer away from this game a little bit, but are there other games that you get to play? Like, do, are there like, um, can you set up like other games against, you know, maybe uh, men's league teams in, in Long Island or, or Rockland or Westchester or wherever you're willing to travel? Yeah. So basically like we, we do travel, we go to, uh, we've gone to Almara a couple of times. We've done a couple of things up there. Um, we go to Boston once a year. Uh, Connecticut has a team. We usually play uh, Jersey. So we definitely move around. We do the team Connor, uh, Colin thing. Uh, that's at the rinks. And uh yeah, so we, we try to get a few, like, charity games in a year. You know, I know they haven't done Hershey Park in a few years. We usually do Hershey Park. Um, so, I mean, that that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, like, win or lose. Like, the point of this whole charity thing is to get money for, you know, the widows and wives and widow, you know, the widows and children's funds and, you know, the Ray Pfeiffer fund and all that other stuff because, you know, with everything going on, you know, that that's where the real support is. You know, those are the people that really support us. And, you know, we try to give back to them when we can. Yeah. And Ryan, I, I just, I do want to, for you to, to not only to be able to, because obviously for a lot of people that in, in uh, you know, men and women who grow up playing organized hockey and, you know, trying to make their way through the ranks. And it's, you know, for, for, uh, for all of us, it's, you know, so, some people end up finally making it to, let's say the NHL or minor league hockey or some form of hockey or, they, they only go as far as college or even like a travel team for you to, to be able to play at a high level, you know, at this stage of your life. Uh, I mean, that's gotta be, uh, I don't know if this is much of a question, but that has to be so cool. Right. Because it's like, you know, you, you still have your job and you have your, your life, but then you also still get to, like I said, play it at a high level and, and play on a big stage like this. Cause I mean, yeah, I I just describe what that's like and and just the the balance and is it something that you plan on doing uh, a, a while longer? I know you said you had taken uh, some time away, but now you're back. So is this something you you know you see some of the, the guys playing in this game and they've been this is they've been they played in a lot of them. So what it, as far as you go, do you think this is something you plan on doing for a while? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I I, I really you know, there's one person I I gotta thank. It's it's my wife because she's the one that pushed me to go back and be like, listen, you started something a long time ago. Why don't you Why don't you finish it? You know. So yeah, I definitely think you know. Listen, I'll tell you what. I mean, after that game, you know, when I got home, she's like, "How you feeling?" I'm like, "I'm feeling like I'm 33." I can tell you right now. You know? <laughs> so uh, I definitely got some left in the tank. You know, I it definitely uh, re-energized me going back and playing again. And yeah, like, I'll tell you what right now, I mean, like, I've never played in the NHL, I've never played anything close to that. But, you know, I, I definitely, I know, I know what it's like to be a pro for a day. That was, it's pretty cool. You know, and I played in a few of these games at the Coliseum, but it, this was different, you know, like, yeah, I got people texting me, I got people, you know, calling me the next day, that night, you know, and, uh, you know, my coworkers, it, it, it's really cool. You know, it's definitely, uh, 
you know, you go out on the garden ice and, you know, it's, it's cool. You go out for warmups, you're not wearing a helmet, you know, you're, you get into a fight at the end of the game. It's on ESPN. It's just like, you know, you can't make it up. It's just uh it's a really cool feeling. You know, I got, we got dressed in the Ranger locker room, which was really cool. You know, it was just, it was awesome. Uh, is that random? Do you guys each year, do you switch who gets to ch- get changed? Yeah. So, yeah. So it switches. Room? Yeah. So every year it switches. We'll be the away team next game. Um, but f- I haven't played at the garden before, you know, they played the garden the last couple of years, but from what yeah. I'm told, that was the first time they let us in the locker room. And, oh, uh, it was pretty cool. I got to get dressed in uh Cheeto's locker. So that was pretty cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, obviously in leading up to the game, uh, you know, they, they were showing, um, some former NHLers like Brian Mullen, who is a New York city guy and Adam Graves, obviously and a former Ranger just going around and meeting everyone, uh, on the day of the game or the days leading up, did you get to, to meet any, uh, I don't know, any former NHLers or just any, anyone of note that, uh, you hadn't met before or, yeah, so in the locker room. Yeah, so Brian, Brian Mullen came in to talk to us. Um, Adam Graves ended up meeting with the FD guys, yeah. but uh, I've met Adam Graves before, and I'll tell you what. If and again, I I'm a diehard Islander fan, <laughs> and I, I would never do this, but if it ever came to it, uh, Adam Graves is is the best Ranger. I I love Adam. Adam Graves as a person is the best person you'll meet off the ice. That guy is just. I play charity events with him. You know, he's the best. Um, but uh, meeting Michael Arruzioni in the locker room oh, wow. Thursday night oh was God. the coolest feeling. That might have been the best feeling of the night because uh, he came in the locker room and right away I was like, holy shit, like, it's Michael Arruzioni. And then he started <laughs> introducing himself and I'm like, this is, this is legit. Like, this is no joke right now. You know, so it was, that was really cool meeting him, you know. So, I didn't even know that. That's all, that is it, awesome. It was really know. awesome. Yeah, it was I, really awesome. You know. Like, like an out-of-body experience. You're like, is this my Yeah, it was pretty here? cool. You know, and you go up and you shake his hand, you talk to him for a couple minutes, you know? Yeah. Well, that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, not to backtrack a little bit, but you, you'd mentioned, you know, you talked to your wife when you got home. I assume she was watching the game at home and saw you get into the fight. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I think, you know, I mean, <laughs> how is she feeling about that? Is, is this, is this, she knows this is part, this comes with the territory or she knows that's part of your game or. Uh... Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> She, you know, she texts me after the game. She goes, you really had the fight. And I'm like, Lindsay, we've been together for 14 years now. I'm like, come on, you should know me by now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And it was a, it was a good one, man. You, you were both throwing and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, so there are some guys in the NHL who could probably take, take some pointers, you know, just, there was no shine away in that one. You know, you were both throwing and yeah, it was a good scrap. So, I mean, uh, any, any damage from that you get clipped anywhere or, uh, no, nah, just just my thumb. I I messed up my thumb a little, but uh, uh no, other than that, it was you know it was fine. There was no issues. You know, we we were throwing them, but uh, you know, just uh, yeah, just uh, just a hockey fight. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a just a you know fight in front of uh you know twenty plus thousand people. You know, uh, um. I did want to ask, uh, did you get to watch the game or at least some of the the footage back from ESPN? Uh, or is it just only living your memory as what you were seeing on the ice right now? Yeah, I watched, I watched a little of it. You know, I was just, I kind of skimmed through it a little, yeah, but, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and re you know, rewatch 60 minutes of hockey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of it. I was just kind of wondering like, you know, placement where things were and, you know, cause you know, I'm, I'm already ready to go for this next game, which is probably going to be in April. So, uh, James, you have anything else? Um, 
Yeah, I do actually. I just hope I can get it through. Uh, yeah. I just had a couple questions for you. You know, obviously, I know you're big with the Spitfires on Long Island. Um, you're still doing that, right? And and still playing with them. Yeah, yeah, I'm still doing it. Still got the two teams, and yeah, you know, it just uh, keeps me busy during the week. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I've come across someone with a Spitfire jersey. I just feel <laughs> like every rink you walk into, like. Every Tuesday night at like 11 p.m., you'll see, you know, someone with some sort of Spitfire gear because I know, uh, man, I've seen beanies, uh, hats, uh, I've seen everything. So um, whatever you're doing over there, you know, <laughs> that's like a it's like a third pro team in New York area is the Spitfires. <laughs> yeah, I try. I get a little I get a little uh, bored. So I, I think of new things to do with the team, you know, but everyone's good. They're always on board with whatever we're doing next. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, the fact that you have that along with, you know, the NYPD hockey team, has got to be awesome, especially, if, you know, you know, a- any hockey player knows, you know, you know, once you're the, the NHL dream is dead, you got to kind of find ways to keep the game fun and, and, and interesting. And, and the more serious you take it, I think the more fun it is. And, and, you know, having little things like that is, is always great. Um, yeah, 100 percent. So the last thing I wanted to ask you is I want I want you to give a little prediction of where you think the Islanders and Rangers end up for next season. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I mean, I think most Ranger fans could agree with me. I think the Isles are definitely in a, a win now situation. So um, I'd be very disappointed if they didn't make it to the conference finals again. I mean, uh, you know, nothing for nothing. Uh they're literally the only team in the last two years that have really given Tampa Bay a run for their money. So, um, no, I agree with you. I think they're they've been pretty disrespected. They're still an underdog, and they're the second best team in the conference. And I still might, feel like they have an underdog vibe to them. Yeah, but you know what? I I think that works. Listen, you know what? Uh, you know you, you. I've dealt with some really dark years with that Islander organization, <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what, Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo have really ride that ship. And uh, if you don't think coaching has a lot to do with sports, you are sadly mistaken because they took that. Most of that team was a Garth Snow, Doug Waite, Capiano team. And they, they turned that team into a contender because they're coaching the way they do things. So I, I, I would be very disappointed if they didn't at least make it to the conference finals again. You know, I no. think the Rangers though, on the other hand, I don't think the Rangers are missing much. You know, I would say, you know, if their goaltending could hold up this year, you know, because you're going to give, you know, um, what's his name? Siskirchen or? Shesterkin. Yeah. I mean, if you give him 60 games, you know, and he could play well, you know, they got they got the firepower. So basically they just need to put it all together. They need it. And Gallant's a great, a great coach. So go back to the coaching. I mean, you have that. You know, they have Ryan Reeves now, which I think is really going to help them because. I mean, what Tom Wilson did to them at the end of last season was a disgrace. And they really had nothing to do. They couldn't really do much about it. Well, who's really going to go out there and fight these guys? Yeah, you know, Brennan, so Brennan Smith trying to Yeah, fight Brennan Tom Smith Wilson. tried to. Yeah. And, and you know what? I gave a lot of credit to, you know, Smith and some of the other guys that were forced to drop the gloves. But, you know, it's never really a threat. It's, you know, no, and, like a mosquito no, bite for Wilson. Yeah. And, and, you know, people talk about fighting in hockey. Fighting in hockey is one of the most important things because it, it, it's a checks and balance system. You know, guys aren't going to go, you know, Tom Wilson, I'll tell you right now, Tom Wilson isn't going to go out there and take runs at Panarin now with Ryan Reeves, you know, right behind him. So 
For anyone that thinks that fighting shouldn't be in hockey, they they should stick to another sport because <laughs> you need guys like that. Yeah. So I th- I think the Rangers could definitely win a series, you know, with their their lineup now because they needed that toughness. They were missing that. Yeah, Ryan, you got to be excited. The Islanders getting a new uh, building. I think they'll start their season on the road while they finish construction. But Belmont should be ready for them to come home sometime in I think it's like late October, right? So uh, are you excited about? You know, it might not be the Coliseum, but it's. Uh, are you excited about having you know just finally a, a place that is is their own and not just like a resident, like a temporary residence, like the Barclays Center was? Yeah, yeah. This this is awesome. I mean, I was fortunate enough to go to every playoff game during the summer with my father, and uh, the Coliseum's definitely going to hold a special place in my heart. You know, um, but it, it, you know what? I think that's what's going to make it so special is that it's kind of over with now, like. You know, you relive the memories and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And these are new memories. So now, you know, going to the Belmont's going to be pretty cool. And yeah, it's definitely surreal because, you know, we're so used to, you know, Barclays Center and, you know, moving them to Kansas City or moving them to Hartford. So it, it's nice to know that, you know, at least for the time that I'm I'm still left on this earth, that they'll be, <laughs> at, you know, New York. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, just a place that is not only like you said it's kind of trots and and Lamarill have really changed the culture and especially with the the last decade where there was there was questions about like where would their home be uh just trouble with uh at the you know the local level from just the the township uh with the coliseum so it's it is nice to see them have a place this is our home it's it's tailor made for us it's going to it seems like they're building it to you know to be take the best parts of uh the coliseum in terms of like the lower ceiling and just have fan you know seem like uh, fans on top of the ice but yeah i mean that's got to be really cool and uh yeah it's you know even as a rangers fan i i don't want to speak for james he he might feel differently but it is cool because it it is it's obviously the hockey is much more it's fun for everyone when both the rangers and the islanders are competitive and are in good spots so i mean yeah it's def- definitely that that rivalry getting reignited is definitely good for hockey in general in the uh, tri-state area uh james you have anything else before we wrap this one up uh no not really and, and, and you did speak you know for me a little bit you know i don't mind seeing the islanders just missing the playoffs and just breaking all the islander <laughs> fans hearts um but i will say this though I, growing up being born in 88 just like you I, the Islanders were never really a threat until now, and you know I, I I'm more I hate the Devils a lot more than I hate the Islanders. You know I've I've admitted that before. You know watching the Devils win Stanley Cups was just outrageous and just tore me apart. And the Islanders really just like the Rangers haven't done much. Uh, you know since their glory days. You know so, um, yeah. So you know I, I'm not going to wish you the best of luck, but you know I, I hope you you know if you have to knock out the Devils in the playoffs or something like that, maybe I'll wish you the best of luck then. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast uh, with us today. And I mean, who knows? Maybe the next time uh, you guys play, and if there, you know, we can have you back on to talk about that experience. But it was just wanted to say it was obviously very cool. Uh, watching both teams out there on the ice. Uh, It was a great game. Hopefully uh, those games continue to be presented and televised as they were in the future. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate having you on. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, talking to us today. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And, you know, obviously I appreciate you guys' support and everyone else that, you know, is out there supporting us during these times. So thank you guys. 
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.